Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. For you to become a victim LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. 
but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to lifelock.com slash aware. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win Dixie. Got great six pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know, your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 12th of July. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by the title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0, Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. 
I don't send you to anyone else. If you're dealing with an injury from an accident, I send you to where you're going to be treated like family. The title sponsor of Zaslo Show 2.0, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. Really happy to have you with us here as we're right smack in the middle of the week. We're almost into the weekend. Why do we like this weekend? Because the sports begin to pick up again. You got nothing tonight, all right? Tonight, commonly referred to as Black Day. Last night, you had the All-Star Game. The night before, at least, you had the Home Run Derby. So, we do have a bunch of things still to get to today. We're going to talk to my man, former co-host, Brett Romberg, is going to join the show. Not why I'm wearing the University of Miami Hurricanes shirt today. Just kind of felt like it. But Romberg is going to come on the show today because... I want to have a I want to have a former player on who I could talk to a little bit about what happened at Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald fired a couple days ago for cause. He says he didn't know what was going on. Hard to believe that he didn't know what was going on. If he didn't know what was going on, is that reason enough right there to fire him? How prevalent is this type of hazing? There's all types of hazing going on. We talked about that, you know, from doing chores, carrying bags, that kind of stuff. That's going to happen. And I think that stuff is perfectly fine. But when you're talking about the naked, the sexual stuff, where do we draw the line here? I think we, I think regular people know where to draw the line. But I want to get a former player on. So, Romberg, and I, and I specifically want to get a former football player on. So, Romberg can describe to us uh, just how far is too far. And, and so, we'll talk a little bit about that stuff with him. All right. So, we'll get to that. We got some fun stuff today and big deal, not a big deal. But first, uh, let's do a little bit on the All-Star last night. Overall, All-Star game was fun. National League wins. Elias Diaz with a home run in, what was it, I think in the top of the eighth inning that gave the National League the lead, gave them the lead for good. They wind up winning the game. They win the All-Star for the first time since 2012. They had lost nine consecutive All-Star games, I believe it was. 2012, the first time that they win since then, the American League had been dominant. Now, they don't still do it for a home field advantage. That that went away. Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know this until after the game. And it was in the in the bottom of the ninth. I forget who it was for the American League, but hit a shot to the warning track, which almost tied the game. I mean, Kevin Burkhardt's voice, you know, really got going. It's not, no, no, it wasn't Kevin Burkhardt. Kevin Burkhardt did the studio part. I don't think he did the play-by-play. Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> but he, he, his voice, the inflection, it looked like it may have been gone. Warning track power. So the National League wins. Craig Kimbrell closes things out. Luis Arise, by the way, two for two with an RBI. He was an early candidate for MVP. Two for two with an RBI. But obviously, it goes to Elias Diaz. Two-run home run. They wind up winning the game the National League. Anyway... So, I didn't know this until after the game ended, and I don't think I was tricked by the internet, but apparently, if the game was tied after the ninth inning, they don't keep going. You know, you remember the one year you had the disaster, Bud Selig's in there, I don't know what to do, and then you ended up having the game matter for home field advantage. Now, I I never cared for it, like, I didn't really mind one way or the other, But I don't really care for home field advantage being decided with the World Series. I think the way it should be decided is, you know, 
the way NBA does it and the way the NHL does it. The American League team or the National League team that has the better record gets home field advantage. It really ain't that hard. So, and the way that they used to do it was American League one year, National League, American League, National League. You just do it with the team that has the better record. It really ain't that complicated. So, anyway, the point being, I didn't realize, I I think this is true. I don't think I got tricked by the internet. If the game was tied after the ninth inning, they go to a home run derby? Is that true? I mean, maybe I'm not paying enough attention, but apparently each side picks three players who get three swings and home run derby, the the leader right there, that's who wins the All-Star game. Is that what would have happened if it was tied after the ninth inning? I mean, eventually that's going to happen, right? So anyway, I was not aware of that. Luis Arise, he showed out though. Two for two, hit machine, man. Gives those Tony Gwynn vibes, right? Luis Arise, because we're talking super high batting average, and like he's a singles hitter, you know, he hit for power. Doesn't uh, he's only got two home runs on the season, I believe. Get those Tony Gwynn vibes. You can have a lot worse vibes than Tony Gwynn vibes out of Luis Arise. Anyway, so All Star was fun last night. I watched most of the game. I wasn't necessarily planning on it. Watched almost the whole game. I was very annoyed with the beginning of the game. Derek Jeter, he sucks. So you got Derek Jeter on, on the, the pregame studio show there with Poppy and A-Rod and Kevin Burkhart. And just everything is so phony. He's got no personality. Like, you've learned by now, the reason Jeter never showed any personality when he was playing, it wasn't so much to never give the soundbite. It's because he has no personality. He's a dud. And so Jeter, and this was sent to me by my man Andrew on Twitter, at Zaslow Show. I'm on Twitter. You guys can always hit me up at Zaslow Show. You can hit me up on Instagram as well at Zaslow J. I'm an influencer there. Love when you guys hit me up. Anyway, so my man Andrew sent the clip to me, Jeter in the pregame, and and they're they're talking to Jeter about you know the surprise teams, and he's listing like four or five teams. Doesn't list the Marlins. How do you how do you not list the Marlins? They have the fourth best record in baseball, second best record in the entire National League. The Marlins are the surprise of baseball right now. Cheater doesn't even mention them. Gives you like four or five other teams, and you know why he doesn't mention the Marlins? Because he got fired by the Marlins. They could talk all they want about him stepping down his stupid statement. You got fired. You were a bum. As president of the Marlins. A bum. And no one seems to want to talk about it. It really bothers the hell out of me. That it's this big secret. But man, like, wouldn't you think... I mean, it, if Jeter did a halfway decent job, wouldn't you think that that you mentioned the Marlins? Because you're going to get all your Jeter sycophants who are going to latch on to it saying, yeah, you see what you created there in your five years? Look at them now. Second best record in the National League. No, he can't even mention the best story in baseball, Luis Arise and the Miami Marlins. And they're doing it without Jazz Chisholm for most of the year so far, which leads us to the next thing, which is super annoying, about Jeter. So, the starters of the All-Star game yesterday, Garrett Cole for the American League, Zach Gallen for the National League. And why is this interesting? Well, 
Zach Gowan, former Marlin. Derek Jeter traded Zach Gowan to Arizona in the deal that brought the Marlins Jazz Chisholm. Now, I don't want to make this about Jazz. Jazz is a fine player. He's not great. He's a fine player. He's a really good piece for this team now because he's not their best player anymore. That, that's a good role for him when he could just fit in and do Jazz stuff. He's a fine player. Derek Jeter's best move as president of the Miami Marlins was acquiring Jazz Chisholm. He's made awful moves, awful signings, awful moves with the, in the international market. You saw yesterday, I mean, they're going to release Victor, 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 Victor Mesa. Derek Jeter spent $5 million on that kid to not be a major league player. <laughs> zero, zero skill in evaluating talent. And the one good move, the best move that Derek Jeter made was acquiring Jazz Chisholm. And the guy he gave up for Jazz Chisholm, and he wasn't even a prospect. He was pitching for the Marlins. The guy he gave up for Jazz Chisholm started the All-Star game last night for the National League. That was Jeter's best move. It included giving away last night's National League starting pitcher. See, it'd be one thing if his worst move was trading away Zach Gallen. That would almost be acceptable. But it's even worse when your best move, this was his best trade, it was his best signing, it was his best move that he made with the Marlins. Derek Cheaters, like, how awful do you have to be if your best move was trading away Zach Gallen? He was the worst. Again, it'd be one thing if it was just a terrible trade all around. Several bad trades. This was the worst, though. No, Cheaters' best move with the Marlins still saw him give away the National League starting pitcher last night, Zach Gallen. He was, I mean, just an all-time worst executive. And who knows how many years he set back this Marlins franchise. I'm sure, like, we're lucky that they're good right now. But who knows how much further along they'd be if Derek Jeter never stepped foot here in South Florida. He was fired. He got fired. And, and, you know, they're like, all right, well, we're going to let you save face. You'll write a letter. You're stepping down. We're not, I mean, no one has ever described Derek Jeter's exit from the Marlins. No story has come out. They've kept a lid on it because he was fired. And they're trying to allow Jeter to save face, even though he shouldn't be allowed to save face because he's as big a phony you've ever seen in baseball. I hate his guts. I really do. And he's awful on television. Awful. He's almost as bad as if you had a leak in your home and you didn't know what to do. Luckily, you know exactly what to do if you find a leak in your home. And that's called water cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. You're going to get immediate assistance. My boys, the Greensteins, we're talking over 60 years of combined experience. The team at Water Cleanup of Florida handles all types of leak detection issues. After the leak is located and repaired, this is my favorite part, Water Cleanup of Florida then cleans, dries, and fully restores all of the damaged areas. You don't bring in other contractors. Water Cleanup of Florida handles the entire project from start to finish. They service the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. 
954-900-8635. You could also go to WCUFL.com. Check out more than 80 five-star reviews if you go on Google. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. So today's Wednesday, Black Wednesday, commonly referred to, day after the All-Star. You're going to see when you turn on the television, you turn on ESPN today, they got some special programming, they're doing the V Foundation, all of that stuff. Best girl, Amber Wilson is co-hosting today at from noon to three, so I, I don't know when you're listening to the show, but you can always go back and listen. And they're doing the, the V Foundation stuff, where you, you know you can bid on items, you can donate money, all the proceeds, all of it goes to Cancer Research V Foundation, Jimmy Valvano, who you're going to see the speech. I love it every year. They play the speech on ESPN. It's the greatest speech. What a speech. You laugh, you cry. That's a full day. What a speech. And he was so sick. You could see when, I mean, I tell this every year, where he has to be helped up and down off the steps at the ESPYs by Mike Krzyzewski and Dick Vitale. The best part when when he, 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 I mean, his speech was long. Best speech ever. Speech is long. And, and, and he tells you how the guy behind the teleprompter, guy behind the camera, is, is telling him to, to wind it down. And he stops mid-speech. Oh, I got cancer eating my brain. This guy's telling me to, 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 to move along. Oh, it, I mean, it, it's, such a, it's such a great moment. Such a great moment. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Amazing speech, best speech ever. So I really enjoy seeing that speech once a year, watching it today on ESPN. So make sure you check out some of their programming. And like I said, if you haven't listened, uh, if, if it's early enough, Amber's on from 12 to 3 today, and she's obviously a cancer survivor. And and I, I remember, look, obviously I remember her going through all of it. I remember the exact moment when she told me that, that she had cancer. And I guess I'm really lucky because I, I don't have, you know, like last night at the, at the All-Star game, you know, they do the stand-up to cancer and everyone is standing up and they're all holding up the signs who they're standing up for cancer for. And, and some people are holding multiple signs. And I, I mean, thank you, God. Like, I'm, I'm really lucky where I don't, I don't really have a lot of people c- close to me who have died from cancer, you know? I actually have a friend of mine, a childhood friend, Josh, who who passed away from 
uh, a 20 plus year battle with cancer. He passed away a few months ago. Obviously really sad. That was tough. But, you know, family members, I mean, my father had a scare, got it taken care of. Otherwise, I, I don't, and you know, like, I, I, you know, my grandfather, when I was like five years old, he passed away, colon cancer, I believe it was. So I've had it affect me a little bit, but I feel like ultimately I haven't been impacted by it the way that a lot of us have. So I'm really thankful about that. And as a result, like, I remember so well when she, when Amber told me that she has cancer and seeing her go through a bunch of it, and, and it's obviously devastating. And so, you know, if, if you, I don't know what time you're listening to this, but I'm looking forward to hearing her today because I remember her, I don't know if it was last year or a couple years ago, and doing this show, and she's really inspiring the way that she talks about it, and I think you all will really enjoy it if you catch it. So, you, you, can, you can go check that out. I, I hope that you catch that. So, anyway... It got me thinking, though, with Valvano, greatest speech ever, greatest speeches in sports movies, right? I mean, I have mine, but I'll, I'll give you a few that were sent to me here, right? So, greatest speeches in sports movies. Got a bunch here. Like, for instance, uh, had Any Given Sunday is one of the first ones. Rolando sent me Any Given Sunday. You had, uh, oh, Romberg, who, who's going to join us in a few minutes. He gave me Sandy Lyle, and it's a picture of, uh, you know, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from, what's the movie called? You know, uh, uh, where, he's, where he's shooting the hoops, and, and, he's, and the guy is all sweaty, and he's got the hair, and, and he sucks at basketball, though. <laughs> what's that movie? Oh, Along Came Polly. I, saw, I don't think, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm qualifying Along Came Polly as a sports movie, but anyway, uh, you got Danny, who sent me this, and it's a GIF from, from what's it called? Remember the Titans? I do love that speech. I'm not talking about the speech where Denzel Washington is, they're at like the, the field where the war was and he's talking about black, white, you gotta be brothers, you gotta work together. That's not even what I'm talking about. The speech I, I love and Danny sent the GIF is is when the, the defensive coordinator who was the head coach where he says, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz. And blitz, don't let them, let, make sure they remember the night they played the Titans. I love that, I love that little speech he gives. That's the gif he sent me. You got uh, my man, uh, Grassman, yo, what's up, Grassman? Sends me a gif from Miracle, where it's her Brooks in the locker room before the game against Russia. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. Uh, so, got a bunch here that were sent. Hoosiers was sent to me. Someone nominated Waterboy. I don't like Waterboy. Uh, Mike and West Palm sent. What's that? The replacements. So, yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff here. For me, all-time greatest sports movie speech. It's Miracle. Miracle's my all-time favorite sports movie. And just that whole speech, it's your time. Their time is done. It's over. And... I that, that the whole movie the way that they did the game against the Russians, the Soviets, that speech from Herb Brooks, Kurt, Ru- Kurt Russell should have won best actor for that movie. So, you're getting the greatest speech ever. Jim Valvano all throughout today. But for me, Herb Brooks played by Kurt Russell in Miracle, 1980 US hockey team, greatest moments in American sports 
history. It's not even close. Nothing's ever going to touch it. it. They beat the Soviets during the Cold War. It's the greatest moment in the history of American sports. Nothing will ever, ever beat it. That's me right there. Is the greatest speech in sports, in sports movie history. Nothing is better. I don't even know. I mean, maybe something comes close. I mean, I know everybody loves the Any Given Sunday. It's a game of inches. I, it's a great speech. But I told you. I rewatched the movie like a year ago. Or at least I tried rewatching the movie like a year ago with my son. It's, it's not a good movie. It's, it's not a good movie. I'm telling you, it's not a good movie. So that kills it a little bit for me. So you can keep sending me those suggestions there. At Zaslow Show on Twitter. But for me, it's pretty easy. Miracle is always the one that I go back to. Hey guys, I want to make sure that you're taken care of with your insurance. If you need homeowner's insurance, you need car insurance. Maybe for your boat. Maybe for your motorcycle. And you don't know where to go. Hey, the market's confusing. You're to go on Google and search insurance. And it's like, you got a million to pick from. Well, guess what? I'm going to narrow it down to you. For you. I'm going to narrow it down to one. Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services is going to get you that comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored exactly to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home, auto, life insurance. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204 from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys. Wherever you're calling from in Florida, they know your area. They have offices in Davie, in Stewart, in Lakeland. They're open 10A to 4P. Give them a call, 954-589-2204. So wherever you're calling from, they know exactly what type of coverage you need. I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance. I've been with Greg Brunt and his team now for about 10 years. I get the best coverage at the most affordable rate. So if you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. The team at Brunt Insurance has the expertise and the experience to find exactly the right coverage for you. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Also, guys, you know I've been telling you about sheets and giggles, and that's because I want you guys to get... The kind of sleep that you deserve, the kind of sleep that all of the Zaslow family have been getting for the past probably about four months now. That's how long Sheets and Giggles have been one of the great sponsors on Zaslow Show 2.0. And I want to make sure that you guys are getting not only the most soft, cool, most breathable sheets out there, but also at a price that's affordable for everyone. Go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code Zaslow at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first order. I'll tell you what I miss. My man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, great dude. I'll tell you what he misses too. During the Heat and Panther playoff runs, I mean, every night something super exciting was happening. He was throwing out the promo codes. You know, Jimmy Butler scores 56, promo code 56. Matthew Kachuk gets the game winner, promo code Kachuk. All kinds of deals were out there during the playoffs with both of our teams. That'll that'll get going again soon. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to sleep right. And if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you can get the fitted sheets. You get the comforter. Oh my God, I love the comforter. I got a eucalyptus pillow. Of course, eucalyptus pillow cases that I use now. Never turning back. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans, just like the Zaslow family, who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. It's the only place we have to go now when it comes to getting our bed sheets. Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. So, a couple of NBA rule changes that are going into effect. 
Remember, we talked about this last week where it was going to be on like a trial basis in the Summer League. And I guess now they decided, yep, we're going full bore. Let's get into it. So two changes were announced yesterday as far as NBA rules go. The first one, they are adding, excuse me, a second coach's challenge to games. I don't know how I feel about this. There was part of me where, okay, cool, because there were so many times. See, Coach Spolstra has been so good at the way he uses his challenges. He doesn't use a challenge until it's late in the game. He doesn't want a bad call to decide the game. He wants to make sure if a bad call is made, he's got one in the holster and he can rectify the situation. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that there isn't a bad call in the first half or even in the third quarter that you'd like to be able to use a challenge. So part of me is cool with it because, yeah, I want to be able to use a challenge early and save the late one. But then there's another part, which is that allows the coaches who are stupid. Like, the coaches who don't understand still how to use the challenges. Like, Budenholzer in the postseason was awful when it came to using the challenges. Where he would use a challenge in the first quarter. Who else was like that? What's his name? Uh, uh, The dopey Joe Mazzula. Terrible with the challenge usage. And now, if you're going to get two... It allows for the dopes to be able to use one early and potentially hold on to one late. Now, the catch is, if you use the first one and you get it right, you then get the second one. If you get it wrong, you're done. And on top of it, we know these referees take forever when it comes to deciding with these challenges. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, the headphones are on, the headphones are off, headphones are on, headphones are off. It takes forever. I look at a replay one time. I know exactly what the call should be. So I think overall, I don't love adding the second challenge. Takes too much time, and it the dopey coaches wind up benefiting from it as opposed to the coaches who are more strategic about it, like Coach Eric Spolstra. The other rule that has passed and is being implemented into the season is what I've been saying for years. And everybody, I mean, give it up. Let's give it up for the NBA officially getting rid of the flop. That's right. It took 30-some-odd years, but the flop is finally done. It's gone. And the way to rectify it is, like I've been saying for years, technical fouls. That's right. Oh, but Zaslow, how does the referee decide if it's a technical, if it was a flop? How does the referee decide if it's a foul or not? It's subjective. All the calls are subjective. And you know what? They have it in hockey. Why do you think hockey players never dive? Why do you think they're not falling all over the place to try and embellish a penalty and get the official to call one? Because they have an embellishing penalty. And those are subjective. And every once in a while, the referee gives out an embellishment penalty. Well, now they brought it to the NBA. If you flop, you're getting called for a flop, and it's a technical foul sight on scene. Congratulations, NBA. You just got rid of flopping. Now it's over. No one's... Players will take a $2,000 fine for being tagged with a flop the day after a game if it meant they helped their team in the moment. But pick up a technical foul and just the idea that the official might think that you're flopping, not only are players not going to flop, they're going to do their best to stay on their feet even when it's not a flop. Nah, it... Nobody wants to give up technical fouls in game. Who's going to be the first? 
Who's going to be the first player to receive a technical foul for flopping? And why is it definitely going to be LeBron? Uh, this, this is a great rule for the NBA. Great rule for the NBA. They officially got rid of flopping. That's how you do it. All right, so all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0, you guys know, are brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, European roots of the Caribbean soul. If you've never tried a Johnny Cuba, pick up a refreshing German lager in a can. If you don't have any of those stores near you, you want to go pick up a Johnny, you sent me a message. Um, my man Juan is going to tell me exactly where to tell you that you could pick up a Johnny wherever you live. Remember, always drink responsibly. And of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, of course, our pal, my former co-host, Brett Romberg. Always love catching up with you, pal. Uh, I saw you, you responded to my question this morning. You know, today is today's the 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 V Foundation Day, ESPN. Love- oh, yeah, it's the ESPN. That's right. Yep. right. Love the Jim Valvano speech. I mean, what what an amazing all-time great speech. So I love being able to relive that speech. And, and I was asking, like, what is the greatest speech in a sports movie? And so you're you're giving me Sandy Lyle from Along Came Polly? <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Sandy Lyle. But um, I've always loved that movie. I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's because of the sharded. I don't know if it's because of the basketball reference or the fact that, you know, he was just such an arrogant childhood movie star that, and there was multiple parts of that movie, especially, especially when, uh, when Ben Stiller's dad chewed him out as well. You know, it was, it was, it's just an epic, epic thing about like the shark diving, you know, risk taking. I, I just loved it. I love the it. scene that always gets me in that movie is when he goes back to Polly's apartment for the first time and he has the IBS and, and he stuffs up the toilet. It starts flooding everywhere because I mean, look, I've never had a situation like that, but all of us can imagine just how mortifying that would be. If you, if, if you, we've all stuffed up all us men have stuffed up toilets, all right? Like, and if you could imagine stuffing up a toilet at a girl's house and you're on a date for the first time, like, it's got to be mortifying. I, I, not when I was on a date, but at a, at a high school party, I've, I've actually had that situation happen. And it was so embarrassing. Like, I, I had the bubble guts, obviously, you know. A lot of us were, like, laying around. You know, the lights were off. We were hanging out. Every dude and every girl kind of, like, doing their thing. And all of a sudden, I just got that and I was like, oh, no. So I had to get up, go to the bathroom, and thank God that there was a window in that bathroom because <laughs> everybody walking around the premises, around the house, and I could hear them because I opened the sliding window and there was a screen there, and I could hear everybody going like, where'd Romberg go? Where's Romberg? Meanwhile, I'm sitting on the goddamn sink trying to whiff and wave whatever was in that bathroom at that point in time, that wretched poisonous <laughs> gas that was in there. I was trying to push it out the window and then there was no hiding, you know, after me disappearing, we've done it on the show before, you know, I, I had to go to the bathroom and I hung out for like a half an hour where I uh, tried to punish it. But yeah, I was, I've had that happen. So I definitely identify with that part of the movie too. But it's not a sports movie. Like you think it's a sports movie just because there's a scene where he's shooting hoops. Yeah. Did you not see him making it rain? <laughs> <laughs> did you not see that part? I mean, the first time you ever see that movie, you, it's almost a vomit when his face rubs up against the dude's hairy, sweaty, ch- like it's almost projectile vomit. 
there, there's a lot of references that like I could probably, you know, ID, uh, identify with there where that could be Sherco. I, a lot of people have gone against Sherco, whether playing basketball or playing one-on-one football. And it's the same thing. Like Sherco had that same carpet body type, you know, Sherco Razuli, for those of you that don't know who I'm referring to, former Miami Hurricane offensive lineman, Iranian kid, Persian, and literally covered from head to toe. He can connect his head hair to his back hair, to his neck hair, to his chin, everything. How do they film that scene? Do you think Ben Stiller actually had to eat the guy's hair chest? 100%. Chest hair? I want to know how many takes they had to do of that one. Like that. <laughs> that and then the oh. dripping down off of his face. Yeah, it's pretty oh. disgusting. All right. So I wanted to have you on today because uh, the biggest story in sports right now. And, and <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think the guy deserved to be fired, Pat Fitzgerald. But, man, if you're talking about terrible luck. For this story to happen, the slowest sports week of the year when we're in the Major League Baseball All-Star break where there's nothing else to talk about. This story comes out and Pat Fitzgerald gets fired a couple days ago, former Northwestern coach. And, you know, did he know about the hazing? Did he not know about the hazing? So there's a bunch of stuff I want to ask a former football player, both from the collegiate perspective and the professional perspective like yourself. So the first thing that I guess I'll ask is what at the college level, because that's what we're talking about here. What is some of the worst stuff that you had to go through? Uh, You're obviously University of Miami. I don't want you to say anything that would get anyone in trouble. Maybe there isn't even anything that would get anyone in trouble. But what what is some of the worst stuff when we're talking about hazing? Because there's different kinds of hazing. There's the hazing where, you, you know, you got to stick, they're making you six up up your rectum. Uh, and, and there's the kind of hazing where you got to, you know, carry my bags uh, the entire season. So right. what was, what was some of the stuff that, that you, you as a freshman had to go through? Uh, you're fighting immediately. It's violence, you know, and I, and I know it's a different time, different era. And I grew up when hazing was relatively tolerated. So what would happen is the coach's locker room was, directly next to the players locker room and there was one door uh and that door remained shut coaches might peek their head out a little bit to hear or see what's going on but once they started hearing the players start saying whoop and that was something you could probably see on any of the documentaries where one guy starts saying whoop like we did it on bourbon street when we beat the hell out of the gators physically like you know in a violent fight um you say it when you're on the field it's basically saying you're about to whoop somebody's ass and the upperclassmen would start saying that, like, after a dinner or during camp. This usually happens during camp. Hazing never happens during the season because, you know, fear of injury. Usually happens during camp. So, uh, yeah, you get your ass beat. You get your head shaved. Those are, like, two common things. And, and was, you have it to because fight. You, was it because you messed up at practice or it happened to everyone no matter what? No, no. That ass whooping kind of came at another time, uh, whether you're in the summer. If you're costing – your teammates extra work or extra activity or extra reps, then yeah, you get your ass whooped for that because you know, it's a selfish thing for that matter. But, uh, but yeah, so you're talking the- about there was, there was ass whooping, there's shaving heads. And that yeah. seems like stuff that, okay. I mean, not everyone's going to love that, but that, that seems like, you know, pretty normal team yeah. kind of stuff. Absolutely. Par for the course, man. I, that, that was literally something to be expected or remains to be expected. If you sat on the couch in the locker room, you got your ass whooped. If you were a freshman, you weren't allowed to sit on the couch. Um, but there was nothing really 
like anything having to do with like sexual things that went down. Like you, you would never do anything naked. You never do. I would, you know, because I'm an idiot. I tended to do that all the way into the NFL. I used to be, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I was like uh, one of those exhibitionists, but I would, I would constantly do stuff. But in the NFL, they don't play that game. Like a lot of dudes, uh, they're not into that for the most part. There's no real uh, hazing that goes on other than, well, me and incognito, you know, we would do the, the, the tape, taping a, a rookie, a rookie draft pick in particular, or even for that matter, not even a draft pick. You would tape him to the goalpost, and then you'd pour cold water on him, and you'd leave him out there. Or in Jacksonville, I remember doing this, uh, you would basically tape up and cast the freshman or rookie's keys and throw them in the cold tub. And at the end of a long day of working <laughs> and practicing, that poor little bugger would have to get into the cold tub and get his keys, and then none of the trainers would help. Like, they all knew what was going on. But none of the trainers would give them that machine that would that saw that would cut open the cast. So they would have to sit there and find ways to unravel. So they'd be staying there until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night when all you wanted to do was just go home at that point in time. And what would happen like if 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 the player is pushing back, I don't want to do this uh, or he's, he's upset about it, like, does someone then go up to him, pull him aside like one of the upperclassmen like, hey, listen, all of us had to do this. You suck it up. We're all going to have a lot more respect for you. It's no big deal. Yeah, for the most part, you know, you would always have a, a vet or a, or, an, or an upperclassman that would, I wouldn't say sympathize, but which let you know, like whether it was usually it was for somebody from your, your your high school. To be honest with you, that's how you kind of take somebody underneath their wing. So you'd be giving them advice, you'd be helping them out, but you would always do that on the side. You would never do that in front of your current teammates. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where don't say I told you anything, but just get prepared for this. Which, like for instance, after a dinner coming back from the, the cafeteria when all the seniors are already done because you weren't allowed to eat before the seniors were allowed to eat. So they would already be in the locker room and then the lights would be out. And the minute that that freshman class would walk in, because you do stick together like a band of brothers, like that, that class that you come in with, whether it's deuce one, deuce two, whatever they called themselves, you, you better have back to back. Cause you know, once you get in that locker room, everybody's getting their ass whooped. Now there, there was all the stuff that I've been reading about what took place at Northwestern. It's a lot of sexual stuff. It's a lot of homoerotic stuff. And it's a lot of naked stuff. You know, like, for instance, when these guys were messing up at practice, the freshman quarterback and the freshman center would have to do snaps totally naked with each other. You were a center. I mean, like, uh, I mean, have you ever heard of anything like that? not not enforceable no but i used to do that as a joke to matt ryan once in a while or you know bulger i would i would basically cut the hole out of the the girdle or i would uh not wear a girdle underneath my my shorts and then once you know they realized that they'd put their hand there that i had nothing going on there that would that'd be a little upsetting for them but i did it as a joke right uh, i would i would never never be forced into doing something along those lines it, it seems like it's i don't know like illuminati kind of what's going on now with all the big rich people all over the world as they go to that one little special place. I don't know if it's in Arkansas or whatnot, and they do a bunch of naked orgy kind of things. I don't know. I, I just. Do you think it's reasonable for the former coach to say he was not aware of what was happening? No, man, those coaches, know. those coaches are like father figures. They know everything that's going on on that football field, off that football field. They're getting reports, especially in a place like Northwestern. I, I know a couple of the coaches that ended up leaving Northwestern and going over to the University of Miami or vice versa. They got they got ears 
throughout the streets all the time. You got people in the community that tell you stuff. You got police officers that tell you stuff. A lot of the times when a kid gets in trouble, especially at that high school level, um, whether it's drinking and driving or a possible drug charge or, you know, assault or something like that, they don't go to the parents. They'll go directly to the football coach first. You know, it's like that training day movie or, or anything like that. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it, for him to say that he's oblivious and claiming that he doesn't know what's going on is, is kind of ridiculous. I think I would say, let's believe him for a second. If he didn't know about it, that's probably fireable as well. Yeah. It's, well, it was one of those things where I know, I know I'll give you a little nugget back in the day where, you know, Butch Davis would try to come back here to the university of Miami, be the coach. And they were asking him uh, behind closed doors about the whole North Carolina scandal, about the NCAA investigating, about the fact that you had an agent on your staff. You either knew and are guilty and didn't care, or you didn't know and you're not fit to be a head coach of a football program of that stature. So, you know, it's, it's the same scenario. It's like you either are so oblivious to your players and you do not have a good enough relationship with your players that you shouldn't be on this team or you shouldn't be part of this leadership squad that we have on this organization, or you're just part of the problem. None of this though goes on at the pro level outside of like the key prank that you told me that popcorn in the, in the car, like that kind of stuff. Dude, you're dealing with people with money at that point in time. And people that have money, kind of like ridiculous amounts of money, they ain't playing that stuff. Like, I, I knew one guy hung somebody's dude off of a, uh, hung somebody's car off of a bridge. Some rookie player that thought he was a badass that tried to go after a couple of his uh, D linemen because he was a D lineman himself. I'm not going to name any names, but uh, yeah, they hired a crane to hang his car. And his prized possession was his car. So they, they literally tied a hook to the axle and hung his car off of a bridge and he had no car for the whole camp. And that, that car sat there off that bridge for a long time. What's the worst thing you ever had to go through at the pro level? I guess it was in Jacksonville. Yeah. I'm not happy about my experience in Jacksonville, unfortunately. So I guess I got a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth and that one again, not physical. Uh, I don't know. The shaving the head thing was legit. Yeah, we had to shave our heads. Oh, I had to sing. That was oh, that was that was part of it too. Was I believe? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the quarterback that used to be out there, not Byron, the one before Byron, Brunel. Okay. Mark Mark allowed me to sing instead of shaving my eyebrows. <laughs> so I ended up getting up there and singing a song, um, which was pretty good for the rookie show and stuff. What's like that. So right? Like, but that's see, that's completely normal, right? Yeah, like you're dealing with things that are more, um, I guess you could say putting you out there as opposed to humiliating you. You know, it's it's something you're sacrificing or basically just putting you out there, uh, putting you on blast. It's, it's not something that's going to be, you know, demeaning or, or create some kind of psychological issue for you unless you just got stage fright or something along those lines. But yeah, th those days are long gone, I think, too, man. And this is alarming, the fact that I'm hearing that this is going on still. Yeah. Uh, and the way that it went down is uh, is just odd to me. I, I, when you told me about this, I thought it was going to be like, you know, dudes getting beat up and getting hurt. Like, I know I remember when Bubba Franks, I don't know if people remember Bubba Franks, tight end at University of Miami out of Texas. He had his shoulder separated in a hazing event, like really, really bad to the point where he needed surgery. And, and what, what happens and what happens there? Like, the, does the coach, well, what does the coach do about that? Well, imagine a lot of the position coaches know what's going on. The head coach might not, it might not go all the way up to the head coach, but 
Bubba, we called him Hurt Face because he always looked like he was hurt. He had like some kind of yes. weird face to him. Um, and Bubba was like, you know, he's young, 18-year-old kid out of Texas, but he was a big boy. And he ended up going up to Butch Davis's office and said, I'm going home. And I'm surprised that, you know, lawsuits weren't put into place at that point in time, you know, because that's a possible loss. of. How uh, was that smoothed over then? Uh, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe the guys, the crew, his teammates, maybe the, the people that he came in with, with that class, you know, I, th- I think a lot of us due to how, due to how hard and how physical and how difficult Butch Davis's camps were like, imagine three practices a day back then, back to back to back to back to back. And this kind of heat, it's like, I look back on it. I don't even know how the hell we did it. Um, and then getting your ass whooped and then getting made fun of, and then getting locked. Like, I remember one dude got his bed peed on. Like we were trying to go home for a nap between practices and you got about an hour and 15 minutes to get a nap in. And one other dude came in and like peed on his bed. So you can't go to sleep. Like the stuff that we used to do back in the day is just, you know, it creates psychological episodes later on in life. But uh, nowadays you you can't, you can't do that. Number one, um, especially with the mental health situation that's out there now where, you know, guys are allowed to have feelings now. So it's, it's, (laughs) you know, man, it's weird stuff, man. It's really it- yeah. The, the car washes uh, throw me for a loop there. I can't believe about the car wash situation. That's it's pretty nasty. It's so gross. It's so nasty, man. Oh, yeah. and are you soaked? Are you soaked up at all, or how, how does that work? I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't know. Hey, it's probably a lot easier to just slide on through if you're soaked up. And if yeah. you don't have any soap on, you're getting a lot of friction. That's yeah. That's a lot of friction, boy. You're causing some fires. Gross, man. Really gross stuff. Uh, so obviously, I mean, there's no way the coach can't get fired. And that's like, he's, he's, he's hired an attorney. He's going to try and get the rest of his money. Cause apparently they owe him still about $42 million. Well, now that parents are aware of what's going on and the possible humiliation, that's defamation. That's liable. That's all kinds of stuff that could go on right now in terms of civil suits and torts. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We're not too far away from Kane's football getting going. You starting to feel it? Are you excited? Uh, oh, that, I mean, yet. that sounds like a no. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got, I got to take me a Cialis for this to get up for this season. I'll okay. tell you that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same. Um, again, we added a couple pieces of the puzzle that are going to make it a little bit better, probably more entertaining to watch. You know, the fact that that new coordinator is, is going to be trying to highlight more of, of TBD. I think that'll be awesome. A little bit more air attack. But for the most part, I think it's going to be relatively similar. You know, I, if you, like I said before, I think if you were to compare it to a, a certain year of really cool Miami Hurricane football, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think it's more along the lines of the 99-2000 season where we're starting to turn now. Maybe in order to surprise like, some people. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll pull away with a couple uh, couple badass games. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if we're, we're not. We're definitely not there yet on our way, though. Did you uh did you love the Panther Stanley Cup run? Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was so pumped. I even told Ekblad. Well, I, that I shit great. Oh God, I was, I was, I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't believe it. Like when we were going through the play, like yeah, not a chance. And then I'm like looking at what the Heat were doing, and I was looking at what the the Panthers were doing. I was like, dude, eight seeds, eight seeds are pulling this shit off. Like surprising and shocking the world. That whole chip on the shoulder underdog stuff, which is really cool. Um, I right away I text Eck and I was like, "Yo, dude, if that Stanley Cup comes back here, you don't even want to know what the hell I'm gonna do with that thing. I'm I'm getting a jet. 
We're going to go back to Windsor, Ontario. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking so much booze out of that damn Stanley. It's unbelievable. And he, he was loving every second. You know, you like, know, let, now look, they, I, I mean, I, I hope they're great again next year. You know, you got, you got to invite your pal. If, if that scenario happens, you got to invite me to, I'll, I'll, I don't like poutine, but I'll eat some poutine out of that Stanley Cup. Come on. You better freaking believe it in a smoked meat sandwich. Absolutely. But that's the thing. My wife was like, what's the big deal? And I was like, Emily, I don't think you understand. Every kid in Canada, or even Northern America for that matter, grows up wanting to be able to hold that freaking trophy. That trophy's got to be the coolest goddamn trophy yeah. out there than mm -hmm. anything I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that you get your name written on one of those rings is so goddamn cool. And I've seen a lot of debauchery happen with, with that with that Stanley Cup because, you know, Lemieux had it that one year back home in Windsor. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, McCarty brought it back a few times. Chelios was there a few times. A lot of the Red Wing boys when they had that badass era. And then when the Avalanche had it, uh, Reichel, Warren Reichel brought it home. I've seen some like stuff go on in the bathrooms with girls and yeah. drugs and all crazy crap with that Stanley Cup. So I can only imagine of the laundry list and the bucket list that I might have when I get my hands on that thing. I wanted them to win it so bad, but could, could you imagine the freaking Florida Panthers winning the Stanley? That was, I wanted it so bad. And, uh, and all, you know, I was I was so pumped, dude. I was I was loving yeah. it. I, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was so just so many, so many moments, like forever moments. They, it was, it was amazing. Like it sucks they didn't win, but I'm not mad. You know, no, it was, it was so much fun. Same with the Heat, man. It's one of those years where the South Florida sports could have been so shit. It could have been a bad. Sometimes a good, and sometimes it maybe shit. You know, it's like it's one of those things where we were so surprised, so shocked. People got to go to basketball games all the time. People got to go to hockey games. You know, late into the season, which is so freaking cool. It, it shrinks that gap between football. Yep. You know, it's it, and then the and then all of a sudden, like if you take a, a rewind button and you look what happened in South Florida here in the last few months, basketball finals, hockey finals. Scoring one of the greatest soccer players ever in the history of soccer. Now you're going to be moving into a really positive Miami Dolphins season. There's and don't a lot... forget, we just had UM Final Four. Yeah, that's another one. UM going to the Final Four. Like, God damn, bro. Like, football better step up. Canes, yeah. Dolphins better step up, bro. You can't, you can't have them carrying the purse for you the whole season. So, yeah, like, we're so blessed this year with the sports world. It was, it was great. It was an awesome year. You got anything going on that you want to let everybody know about? Uh, well, I'm kind of debating on doing this. Uh, there's a, there's, there's an NFL media broadcast company that, uh, that they just announced. Uh, I've known about it for a little while now and, uh, it's backed by the NFL. It's got the NFL shield on it and they asked me to do a Miami show. So I think it's kind of incorporating, you know, former Miami hurricanes, NFL players, even local high school players, because it's somewhat non-affiliated with the university. So, you could like hang out with the high school kids and sit them next to some of the badasses that used to play at the U, that cool. kind of thing. Maybe some NIL stuff. Cool. Um, so I, I think I might get into that. But right now I'm just, you know, baby steps to Friday, baby. That's all I'm doing. Just trying to stay vertical, trying to stay alive. We're all trying forward. to get through the week, man. That's what we're all <laughs> trying to do. Just wake up early, go to bed late, and just pray that Friday comes. Great job, Brett. I, I appreciate you hanging out, man. It was good catching up with you. Oh, hell yeah. Great talking to you. Excellent job by Romberg. You know what? I, I think we got to get Romberg on more. I would say when football season comes around again, so maybe in about 
about a month or so from now, we should probably get Romberg on every week. Everybody loves Romberg. Great dude. Anyway, hey guys, if you're thinking about getting a new car, luckily for you, you're listening to your boy right now. I would never steer you in the wrong direction. And that's why I'm telling you about the only car dealership that I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're in the market, you don't know where to go, I send it to the only car dealership that I'm ever going to send you to. And that's North Fort Lauderdale Subaru because you walk into the showroom doors and a member of their friendly sales team is going to navigate you in the right direction. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subarus on the model. That includes the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Ford. Forester, the Ascent. If you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the family, or maybe just a reliable Subaru sedan for your daily commute, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. You always get more at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Guaranteed most money for your trade and lifetime warranty included on all North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicles. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road, the building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But water cleanup of Florida, they do know. 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. All right, first up here. Hard Knocks has made their decision. That's right, HBO Hard Knocks. No one was stepping up. So finally, they had to just decide this is what we're doing. And the feature team for Hard Knocks this year, the New York Jets. That's right. I'm going big deal. There's going to be a lot of eyes on this. Aaron Rodgers, first season in New York. Everybody's going to be tuning into this. I don't even love Hard Knocks. I will be tuning into this. I think the Jets and Rodgers are going to be a major flop, and I want to see it up close. So the Jets being picked for Hard Knocks, that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So this was the All-Star game last night. Players were mic'd up throughout the game. At one point in the field for the NL, you had Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, who were both mic'd up. Shohei Otani, he was up to bat. You had the crowd in Seattle chanting, Shohei, come to Seattle, something like that. And so the crew was saying to Freeman and Betts, you know, they're both Dodgers, was asking them, would you like Shohei Otani? One ball and two strikes. They're chanting, come to Seattle. Do you guys want to start your own chant to show, hey? That would be tampering. That would be tampering. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> but if he wants to come, yeah. he's more than that. I'm going to go with all 30 teams would want Shohei on their team. All right, this is not a big deal. Like Freeman said there, every team is going to want Shohei Otani. I don't know what's going to wind up happening. My guess is the Angels are not going to have the guts to pull the trigger on a trade, even though they likely should, because they're going to wind up losing them in free agency agency for nothing. You get a a middling draft pick as compensation. But I'm going not a big deal. All right, big deal or not a big deal. So this is weird. You had media day a couple days ago at the All-Star game, and you got players who were just kind of walking around, 
you know, they're they're either sitting at a booth and you can go up and you can talk to them, or they're standing around holding up a sign saying their name, and you can go up and talk to them. And this goes on for like 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. Well, they're in Seattle, and Felix Batista, he's a really good pitcher for the Orioles. Well, apparently the Orioles fans, the Orioles social media, they're calling him King Felix. All right, who cares? Well, apparently someone who cares is a longtime Seattle radio host, Dave Softy Mahler. And Softy Mahler walks up to Felix Batista, and I, he is not happy that they're calling him King Felix, but we know Felix Hernandez is the original King Felix. And Softy Mahler, I, I'm telling you, it's cringeworthy. I feel really bad for Felix Batista on the spot. Hey, Felix, what do you think of the Orioles calling you the new King Felix? Ah. Uh. Hey. Would you rather stop that? Does that does that belong to Felix Hernandez? Yeah, yeah. It does. Okay, so do us a favor as Mariner fans. Yeah. Tell the Orioles social media team to knock it off, will you? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal because it's not a big deal that they're calling him King Felix. I guarantee you, Felix Hernandez does not give a shit. And and for for this guy to go up like if you see the video, it's it's really weird. And I just, I don't know. I felt really bad for Felix Bautista that he even had to be there for, for this lineup questioning or whatever it was. Softy Mahler, get over yourself. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this? Speaking of, uh, of sports talk radio hosts. So this is yesterday, CBS Sports Radio. I think he hosts evenings. Zach Gelb, okay, Zach Gelb show, CBS Sports Radio National. And he has Debo Samuel. 49ers all-purpose running back slash wide receiver on the show. And he's peppering him with questions about the Eagles because apparently, you know, Debo Samuel's been very talkative about the Eagles and, and losing to them in the playoffs last year. And he's got him on the phone here yesterday, and Debo Samuel winds up hanging up on the conversation. Debo Samuel here with us. Well, something that is your call I saw what you said about the Eagles back at the Super Bowl at Sirius, where if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, you guys would have won that game by double digits. Why, why would that have been the case? I don't know that, though. So do you not still believe that? I mean, I do, but I mean, we, we're not, that shit is like, we're not going to keep talking about it. I mean, I said what I said. Gotcha. So then what happens this year when you play Philly on December 3rd? I don't know. Just wait till what, week 13, 12, whatever we get in. Well, then you know how that's going to go down. You're, you're going into Philadelphia. Hey. Those fans are going to be booing you loud. you have a message for Eagles fans? Hey, guys. Yeah? All right, we're good to go. What do you mean? We have Debo on right now. Yeah, I know, but we're going to head into camp right now. Are, are you serious? Okay. Thank you. That's, there you Thanks, go. Bye. Debo Samuel right there. Doesn't want to answer a few questions. Are you serious? We got hung up on because all we did was ask him about the quarterback situation and then Philadelphia. And we got hung up on by Devo Samuel. That's a joke. An absolute joke. That's absurd. We were told we had 15 minutes with him. He was on for five, six minutes. And he didn't want to answer anything. So I've done this long enough. That was just get the promotional plug out of the way. Then you don't want to answer any questions. Then you hand the phone off to the public relations person. What a joke that was.
It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll, we'll come on back. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of reaction to that one. But what a joke that was. That was just a hit and run. Get the plug in. Don't want to answer anything. And then Debo goes off and probably going to do about six or seven more of those interviews. Okay, so I got a few things here. And, and All right, where, where do we start? There are a few things that bother me about this, the least of whom I'm bothered by in this clip is Debo Samuel. He is the least, I think, uh, I, I think he is the least guilty, if you will, of poor behavior in this clip. First of all, the line of questioning, I thought, was so weak. All right, you were able to tell he didn't want to get into the Eagles stuff right after the first question. So what do you wind up doing, Zach Elb? You pepper him with more Eagles questions. Terrible job. You may want him to talk about the Eagles. He clearly doesn't want to talk about the Eagles. Now, whatever his reason is, I mean, maybe maybe it's a legitimate question to ask because he's talked a lot about the Eagles. That's fine. But once you realize that he doesn't want to talk about it, you kind of got to leave it alone at that point. And he obviously doesn't. And it had the, the line of questioning to me, and maybe Debo Samuel felt this way too. Like, you may be seen as a Zazla. I'm surprised you're not siding with the radio host. That, that's kind of your your brethren right there. I'm sorry. Right's right and wrong's wrong. And clearly, Zach Elb is trying to get some type of clip, get some type of quote from Debo Samuel, which then goes viral and then as heard on Zach Elb's show. And you know what? Debo Samuel doesn't know this guy, and he wasn't interested in making that viral headline with Zach Elb. And I don't blame Debo Samuel. I, like... The line of questioning was so, hey, let's make some news. Let's make some headlines here on my show. I want to become part of the story now. So I, I am not on Zach Elb on the talk show side on this one. The second part that really bothers me, the PR woman who then just jumps on the phone after Debo Samuel hangs up. So if you can understand what happens here, Debo Samuel gets connected to these talk shows via the PR department. So it's kind of like a three-way. He hangs up, and now the PR girl, PR woman, jumps aboard and says, all right, we're good to go now. Which, of course, has the host confused. Like, what do you mean we're good to go? We, we have him. We're talking to him. When what she could have just said was, yeah, Debo's done. He's moving on to practice now. Sorry. Instead of her coming on and just trying to make it sound like, yeah, we're out of time. We're moving along to practice now. That's happened before with me, where you have the PR person who just jumps on in the middle of the interview. It's so annoying. That's a live radio show. Have a little bit of respect, but at least be truthful. They're, the PR person, until that point, didn't do anything wrong. She should just jump on and say, yeah, Debo's moved on to practice. Sorry. And, and that's the, instead of, yeah, we're good to go. go. What does that mean, good to go? Be a professional. She bothers me. And then the last part, I'm telling you. I don't have. Any, I really don't have any problem with what Debo Samuel did. I really don't. And the last part, where Zach Gelb then gets all annoyed and gets all mad about it and is upset because he's a professional who's been doing this a very long time. He understands what just happened. Debo Samuel comes on the program. He's hawking some type of product. He's promoting something. And once he got that out of the way, he decided to hang up. Listen, Zach Gelb, if you're such a professional, and if you're someone who's been doing this for such a long time, you would know that the way you do these things, you ask all your questions, you do the interview first, 
And then at the very end, you say, hey, Debo, I understand you got this going on. You're promoting this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Because otherwise, what happens is what happened to you. He got what he needed, and then he didn't like your questions anymore, so he hung up. If you talk to him first, you got to get a few answers out of him. Then you let him promote the product. That's how this transaction works. So you could say you've been doing this a long time. Didn't sound like it's me. That was amateur hour out of Zach Gell. Debo Samuel, he was able to get up out of there because you already let him do what he wanted to do. You got to save the promotion to the very end. And then if he doesn't like your questioning and he hangs up on you, oh, too bad. Not letting you promote your thing if you're not going to answer any questions. That's how the transaction works. So you could talk about, hey, you, 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 you've been doing this a long time. You know how it works. Doesn't sound like it to me. That's a big deal right there. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. There you have it. All right. Fun show today. Fun show today on, on a Black Wednesday. Very slow time of the sports calendar. That's okay. Hey, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us today. Thanks, everybody, who helped put together a great show. Can't do it without all your hard work every day. You guys really make it easy for me. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.